Hello, all, and welcome to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops, your one-stop shop for enjoying a cold beverage and listening to our ice-cold basketball takes. We got you covered on everything NBA all the time. Don't forget to follow us at Happy Hour Hoops 1 on all social media platforms. Follow Trainwreck Sports at Trainwreck Sports without the O. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. And we are back here with another week of Happy Hour Hoops. Um, and we, th- unfortunately, it hasn't been as smooth uh, in the NBA as it has for us. I feel like we've been going, me and you are doing pretty well, right? This is, It was a good weekend. We, me, here's the, here's yeah. the guy's truth. I didn't want, nobody in the world watched a lot of NBA basketball this weekend. And they're lying if they told you they did. So, I mean, we, we're caught up here, but... Donnie, you were watching the football games just like I was, right? How was your weekend watching football? Watching football was great. Um, honestly, it was it was nice to be stress free this year from the from the NFL playoffs. <laughs> the Patriots, the Patriots uh, did not make the trip. Um, they were not invited to this playoff party. First time in a long time. Uh, sad about that, but it was it was nice. You know, no stress. I don't have any ties with any teams. Um, I got to see Tom Brady get a win. The Buffalo Bills, they looked great. Moving on, advancing. Yeah, that was the that was the Patriots. That was the Patriots soft flex in the beginning. Like, yeah, it was nice this yeah. year to not be uh, tensed out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was. That was a good. That was my main focus for and everybody else at Trainwreck also here uh, was their main focus too. We were definitely focused on the Bills game. Nice to get a playoff win out of the way, and then I couldn't really focus on anything else, worrying about the Ravens now for the next week. But we still were keeping an eye on the association, and uh, the biggest thing that was going on is I guess what kind of rattled the NFL the same way this year too. The NBA has finally gotten hit by uh, COVID issues for the first time. Um, It started with Seth Curry, right? Which I wrote something on Friday after he got pulled out the first quarter. Um, They got a positive test during the game. And first of all, that's when you could tell this is going on a bad path for the NBA. When the dude got pulled during the game, like, on top of everything, I'm not just going to sit here and roast the NBA, but I don't understand how that that that's not the most costish you can be if someone is finding out while they've already been on the court with every single person on the floor. But other anyways, the teams have had issues all weekend. Your Boston Celtics have have not played this weekend, and they won't play tonight or tomorrow in their scheduled games because of COVID health protocols. Um, the Mavs and Pelicans last night. So, Celtics are number one in the East, though. And they are. And they're, they maybe that's they're just holding steady, just waiting it out. When they end up stopping the season, they'll have the one seed. They'll be good. Um, but I think that me and you both agree that the only answer for this is that we sh- why was the NBA not really expecting this? And w- the answer, what do you think the answer is going forward? I know that they've come in with some new guidelines today, but is that going to hold it over or should they do something more drastic? I mean... I don't think anyone wants to see them do anything more drastic. And for me, like I'm these new rules that they implemented today and yesterday, you know, we saw that they don't want the, uh, the hugging and, you know, the extended handshakes before and after the game with opposing teams. Um, like that all makes sense. And then, you know, trying to keep players confined just to their homes, unless you need to leave for basketball related 
activities. So obviously practice, shoot arounds, whatever games. So I like that. And I, I would like to see, you know, them be more strict about that and players to hold themselves accountable for stuff like that. I don't know if that will work. I hope much like the NBA and the rest of the diehard NBA fans hope that that will work. But, you, you know, you never know with a situation like this. And, and you just hope that a drastic measure doesn't have to be taken. But it, I mean, me and you were talking about it. it is a little silly that people just think that maybe a pause of a week or so might help. But I mean, we're, it's going to go right back to square one and we're going to see these problems again after a pause. Yeah, it's just... I, it just feels like, like even like the things that they did today, it's like, why were those not already automatically just right. like put into place? Like, yep. just, why weren't, why was the NBA who was so good about being cautious about everything before? Like you would think that they would have been taking all these extra steps to not be put in this position, but it's hard when, and we were talking about it before the pod too, about the travel. It's like Indiana, for example, today, they played last night. This is we're recording this Tuesday night before the games. They played last night in Sacramento and they play in Golden State tonight. Like, why are we putting teams through this 72 game stress? Why are they even having to travel out? What, like, the NHL went very extreme because they had to with the Canadian division. And then Canada can't travel over to the US. So they went the extreme and playing within the division. But why was it not more like, geographically based for this year like they didn't do anything to help themselves because they wanted all the tv money of having a celtics lakers game at some point this year but it's like <laughs> at some point we got to just look and try to get through the season without these guys with these guys being able to play yeah i, I know it, it is so tough too I and mean, it's just it's one of those things where you know only like only time's gonna tell and it sucks that like that's the honest truth but it really is and like you said it is it is kind of silly and it's it's a little it's kind of a head scratcher why these simple things that you know you see adrian wojanowski tweeting out uh yesterday and today it's like wait those aren't those weren't already rules that the players had to be following it's like yeah it sucks and that's not a normal life but all these players, you know, it was kind of their choice whether they wanted to do this season or not. And they they, they kind of seemed like they were all in. Um, so, I mean, there shouldn't be many complaints from them about this stuff. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a weird time. And, you know, you hopefully the NBA can overcome this. They did such a great job with the NBA bubble. So I, I believe in them and Adam Silver to to figure this thing out. Yeah, I guess that's a little bit of trial and error and then everybody's in an unprecedented situation. But uh, everybody just, if we need to get the games through, but it needs to be done safely and it just needs to be done fairly for these teams. Like, And I think that's where a lot of teams are complaining too. It's like some games, and it's with the NFL too, you've heard fan bases complain like about the Ravens getting the schedule pushed around, but other teams not getting the schedule with the Denver having to play with no quarterback, things like that there's going to be heat on the NBA no matter what happens in some of these situations. Cause there's some can't win, can't lose situations with these. Um, but hopefully they just err on the side of caution with that. Um, but it's not going away. We know we're, we know we're going to have to deal with this the whole year. We, and I don't think anybody doubted that it's just kind of once you, once it finally starts happening, like with the NFL, when the Titans ha first situation happened, it was kind of a shock to everybody, but we adjusted and it became more of the normal part of the season. So I think it'll get more 
normal, whatever normal actually is yeah. as it goes on, but it's just, I haven't uh, heard that name in years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we'll see, like, we'll get, we'll get used to it. Like we'll, like we've gotten used to watching games with no fans in the crowd. That'll be, just be one of those things that we'll, we'll have to just get through. Um, so that's the big news in the league. Um, today we're going to go into um, our topic on the pod today. Besides that is the most disappointing team so far this season. Um, this is various levels of disappointment. I should say some of these teams were just like flat out, like what the fuck's going on with you. A couple of these other teams are still good, but just not performing up to our expectations. So that's what we're going to go in with today. And we're going to start with the Brooklyn Nets because, and that might I think that's the most obvious answer here. It's not like this is like a galaxy brain take about the Nets that everyone's like, what's going on with them? But we knew this shit was going to be weird with them, right? Like no one is, is anybody surprised that shit has been weird with the Nets? Because there's no way that we thought it was going to be normal. No, and I'm not surprised. And we kind of, I mean, we kind of called this um, before the season even started. But I am surprised that they didn't run that hot streak that we saw opening night and then Christmas Day against the Celtics. I thought they were going to dominate for a little longer before we started to see these hiccups and bumps in the road. But uh, they, they wasted no time. And, I mean, the drama is for certain brewing in Bro- Brooklyn. And uh, it is unfortunate, you know, KD was one of the first people who had to sit out due to COVID exposure. So obviously that does not help. Um, but now we're seeing all this stuff with Kyrie Irving, right? Um, you know, kind of off the grid as, as we're seeing on Twitter. And then the league's kind of investigating videos of him at someone's birthday, at a possible birthday party. Um so it's definitely a, a sticky situation in Brooklyn, but uh, yeah, what are, what are you thinking about the Brooklyn Nets here, Jake? I mean, besides all the stuff going on with Kyrie, which is he was he stopped the last game he played was last Monday Sunday, right? He went out of the game for personal reasons. Um, people were speculating that it had to do with the incident in Washington, which is perfectly logical reason with Kyrie, with anybody that's fine. But then he still has, he was still not showing up. Everyone's wondering, okay, where's Kyrie? Like it's been a couple of days and no one, no, no one's heard from him. No one's heard anything. And now today <laughs> Malika Andrews reports, well, there's been a video going around on Twitter about Malika Andrews, and Wob did a whole five minute investigation too, which I that was how I first saw this today. And I was like, oh my God, like five minute Wob investigation. He's perfect at this. But essentially, the rumor is that Kyrie was at a birthday party for his sister um, over the weekend. Her, his sister's birthday is today. So happy birthday, Kyrie's sister. We have mm-hmm. happy Howard officially warms, welcomes you. Happy birthday. It's also uh, Kyrie's dad's birthday. They have the same birthday. Which I was going to say, wild. I thought his dad was involved in this. So too. happy birthday, Mr. Irving as well. Yeah, I'm sure they're both listening <laughs> to this. Um, so yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, but yeah, so apparently he went to a party. It, it's We don't know the alleged time of that party, but it's assumed that it was over the weekend that Kyrie was missing from the team. Um, so I don't know what happened with Kyrie. All I know is he's not there right now. And this is, ha- this happens all the time with Kyrie Nets fans probably should have been ready for it to happen more than being surprised that something weird is going on with Kyrie Irving. That's all. 
And besides yeah. Kyrie, they have basketball problems too. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the the problems are definitely, you know, we kind of touched on it before. It was kind of funny. I think two episodes ago, two episodes ago, we were talking about the whole DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen issue, and kind of not knowing when to give who the correct amount of minutes, who should be the starter. Why are they still having defensive problems if these guys are such great defensive anchors? And then I think the game after that was when it was uh, their first game without KD and Jared Allen literally just destroyed the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert. And we're like, okay, I guess that figures out their center problem. But as you mentioned, it kind of seems like coaching and then from top to bottom in their roster – there's just issues, but the the one the one good thing that I've noticed, at least just watching them, is that their depth has held true to being good. Like they have one of the best um, deep rosters in the NBA, and it shows. I mean, games without KD and Kyrie, and this team is still performing. The 76ers, who were you know red hot earlier last week at seven and one took an L to the Brooklyn Nets without KD and Kyrie. And they looked great. Um, Karis LeVert and company, Jeff Green doing his thing, you know, a seasoned veteran, the two big men who I was just talking about. Joe Harris had an unbelievable game that day. So it is good to see that some of their role players can step up when they need to, but there's definitely some bigger issues in Brooklyn right now. Yeah, they're just it's like you could, you kind of just expected them to just blow through, like you said, like blow through the competition. And it turns out that Durant can't hide some of their problems just defensively because he's not that same force on the defensive end. And they don't have another four to go with these with Jared Allen and Deandre Jordan's not giving them the minutes they wanted in the first place. Um, They're allowing the most field goal attempts per game and they're 24th and rebounds allowed. And they're one of the worst teams turning over the ball in the league. So all those just are disaster. Like you're getting just they're just handing the teams uh, like more chances to score every game by not putting in effort defensively and being lazy on offense. And I, I don't know. I don't know what you. That's a, that's the that just seems like an effort fix more than anything else. And it's just weird chemistry things that we knew were coming. Like this team just hasn't figured out how to gel one way or the other yet. Yeah, um, some of those statistics that you just read off surprised me. Others do not. Um, the bottom 10 in defense, I mean, we the writing was on the wall here. <laughs> you called this out before the season started. Uh, we've talked about it a few times on the pod. Um, they lack defenders. They lack wing defenders. Their interior defenders haven't figured it out yet. Um, is that a coaching issue? Maybe. And then bottom five in turnovers, uh, maybe not everyone would have expected this. I kind of, that's not surprising to me. They don't really like Kyrie and Kevin Durant can both be playmakers, but before anything else, they're ball dominant players who score ISO. Kyrie scores ISO, KD scores ISO, Joe Harris can score ISO, Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie's injured, but same thing with him. Like, that's what happens if you don't have guys who are willing to share the ball at all times. And that doesn't mean they're bad offensive players. It just, it's a style 
style of play. And if you all share that same style of play where you just want the ball in your hand for most of the possession, if not the entire possession, it's going to be tough to move the ball. And then when you try to swing the ball, especially against good defenses, you're going to end up turning the ball over a lot. And uh, that that's definitely showing with the net so far this season. Yeah, so it remains to be seen what they do to fix this issue. It feels like there's – it's always felt like there's a move to be made for this team because they need somebody on that wing and they need somebody – Honestly, like another shooter, three and D guy would be perfect to put next to Joe Harris. But it's we haven't seen the Durant. Durant's been playing well, but there hasn't been a very like Durant like takeover game yet, like a sick fifty like big outburst from Durant. And I wonder if that's him, maybe not pushing like to that extra level right now, trying to ease into it. And then we haven't seen them. We haven't seen them together really. I mean, we saw Kyrie and KD earlier in the season. Then they started taking games off, and then Durant had to miss the week as Kyrie was playing and now Kyrie's been gone. So we haven't, again, it's like the nets of old, like we don't get to see this whole team together and the Dinwiddie loss for them is huge. It's, it just, it's felt every game because he was just as much of the, you know, playmaker as Kyrie was with the ball. And now he, he doesn't touch the ball. I mean, obviously he's not on the court and they're just feeling that a lot um, in that lineup. So. Yeah. Nets, nets are kind of a disaster so far. So we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, there's plenty of time to figure it out, but who knows? It just looks, it's weird. It's things that I don't know how they can fix right now. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, you know, being in a bad spot, what better way to segue to move on to the Sacramento Kings? The team that's always in a bad spot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have been for years. So nothing new for you guys. Uh, but the Kings, what's what's going on in Sacramento aside from, you know, dads tweeting at <laughs> tweeting at Kings management for their sons <laughs> to to get traded? <laughs> well, d- last night was a good night for the Kings. They had a big win over the Pacers. Even though I may I bet on the Pacers stupidly because of course the night that I go against my Kings here. Um, they proved me wrong, but they won by six. They're five and six. It's not like it's like it's a complete mess. Like they're still winning games in the West, but it's when is this team just going to put it together? Like, why are these things still happening? Because it's been so every year, there's always some stupid shit that comes out about the Kings. And there's been this whole last two weeks have just been chemistry issues with the Kings and the like the dads last week and all these guys seem unhappy. Buddy Heald is. missing he's averaging 14 points he hasn't averaged that since like four or five years ago on new orleans so what what's going on here like why why is there a disconnect with these guys every time they go on the floor yeah i I will answer that and before i do that De'Aaron fox dunk was sick yeah (laughs) to to end that pacers kings game um but I think the answer to your question is kind of what you said. I think it just is a chemistry issue. I mean, we've seen Buddy Heald kind of go cold before. As you mentioned, he really he hasn't averaged this little uh, a points in quite some time. But, I mean, we've seen him have shooting slumps for sure, and he's clearly in one right now after he kind of had a hot first few games of the season. You know, he had he had a nice game winner. Um, and he had a few hot games just to start the year, but I think it's just like some guys are hot 
and some guys are cold at times for the Kings and they're never clicking all at the same time. And I mean, this probably goes back to, you know, it's, it's obviously the first we're hearing of it this season and it's kind of seems like a little issue, but I mean, if dads are tweeting that they want their sons traded, like, I mean, that's just like, that should just show you that you have problems like De'Aaron Fox. I mean, his dad's speaking for him, but it sounds like he's unhappy or it sounds like at least his family wants him out of Sacramento. Same thing with Marvin Bagley. And then you have Tyrese Halliburton, who is a great draft pick, but like he has to get thrown into this fire of some players not wanting to be there. Some players do want to be there. Some players are playing well. Others are in a shooting slump. Like it's just, it's hard for young talent to adapt to an atmosphere like this. And it's hard to get guys to click if, if this is the type of atmosphere they're supposed to play in. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's always just a shit show culture there, and they've never been able to fix it. Like I've just, I just feel bad for all these guys because all those guys you just said are super talented guys that should be yeah. successful in the league. And this team, they're five and six, so maybe they, maybe there's a turnaround coming. Maybe one of these dudes has to go. Like there's been Buddy Heald trade rumors forever now, and maybe Halliburton just takes those minutes, and it's better for the team in the long run. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's worth clicking the way it is. And there's an opportunity this year of all year. Like the Thunder are five and four right now. Like the this is a year Crazy. that anybody is going to win in the West. Everybody can beat everybody. So can you get on one of those runs where they win eight out of 10, nine out of 10 and separate yourself and actually make some noise here? Because I think they've proven that they can play with every team in the West. It's just the inconsistency that is frustrating with them. We know that they have the talent. Like they've beat, they've played with the Suns. They obviously the Pacers looked like one of the best teams. They beat them the other night, but then they lose, leave up 144 to the Raptors, who are terrible. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, string something together and let's see what you guys actually can do. But who knows? Yeah, the King, the Kings are tough. And like you said, we might, we might, or we should probably be giving them the benefit of the doubt because they have. They are five and six. They've won at least five games. I mean, there is worse teams in the NBA right now, but you kind of just thought with this talent um, that they'd maybe be a little better. Yeah. But we're just not seeing that. And before we move on, I do want to touch one bright spot from the Sacramento Kings is Rashawn Holmes. Because mm. he he's been playing he's been playing super well for the the Sacramento Kings. It's kind of surprising. I mean, I I kind when he was his. T- Time with the 76ers, I kind of always thought he was a bum. I didn't I didn't really think much of him, but he proved me wrong. I actually have him on my fantasy basketball team, and I'm <laughs> glad for that. Um, but yeah, Rashawn Holmes is doing well, and maybe maybe you do listen to Marvin Bagley's dad and and send him on his way and just keep keep riding with Holmes. But uh yeah, that that's about it for me on, on these Sacramento Kings. You We've talked about it before. We kind of like this roster a whole lot. Like they, they have fun guys to watch play the, the sport of basketball. So you really do feel for them in, in a situation like this and hope hope they can figure it out. Yeah, I want I've been like I, I will remain on this bandwagon as long as I can, but it's just I'm I'm getting a little patient on the bandwagon. That's basically where I'm yeah. at with this team. So we'll see what happens the wheels going are forward. getting a little wobbly. There it's getting it is definitely getting wobbly for sure. Um, the next team we want to talk about this, the Washington Wizards. I'm simply just going to leave it at this. I don't really have much more, but we need a free Bradley Beal. I've been calling yep. for it. I've been calling for it since the off season. I've been trying to get Bradley Beal traded everywhere in the NBA. He's Me not. Too. 
He hasn't. He's balling out. He's averaging 34 this year for the Wizards. They traded for Russ. He's not playing this week. Of course, Russ eventually goes missing with these random injuries. And they're still just as bad defensively as they were. And Brad's performances are all for naught. They need to get him out of there. Bradley Beal put it best against their game with the Celtics. He said, we can't guard a parked car. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. That was actually incredible, that quote. And uh, he's correct. I'm, I'm for one, am, am shocked that the Russ and Beal isn't working out. At least that they're doing this bad. Like I was kind of, I was kind of high on this duo. I thought that they would be better off than Wall and Harden and Houston. And I mean, and they're nothing to write home about, but they're definitely doing better than the Wizards are. Um, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I'm a huge Russell Westbrook guy. He gets a lot of hate from fans around the league. Um, but I, I thought they would be better than this, and they're clearly not. I agree. Free Bradley Beal. I still kind of want to see him go to Chicago and uh, pair back up with his old college coach, Billy Donovan. And Zach Levine's been balling over there. I think that'd be a super exciting duo. Um, but I mean, at this point, like you said, get get him traded anywhere because Bradley Beal just deserves to to be in the mix of with winning basketball. Yeah, he really does. It's 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 just been so hard to watch some of these performances. Like last, it's the same story as last year. It's just so hard to watch Brad just go off like that and have to suffer through this because they they have not done him a good service the whole time. And he, they can't help John Wall getting hurt, whatever. That's, that's one thing or another, but it's not like the rest of the team was built around them to be a winner either. And this dude has obviously worked hard to become a superstar in this league. So I would just want to see him on one of these winning teams. I just want to see like him next to these guys in these situations. Like if he went to gold, like you, I, the bulls are very interesting. I still think they should be look at that. When you brought that up for the first time, I was like, that immediately was into that. Your Celtics should definitely think about it if it's not going to Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's Marcus Smart and a bu- some other guys, I would definitely think about it if I was Boston at this point. Um, but yeah, my- the, the Warriors, honestly, there's so many teams that could use Bradley Beal right now. Yeah. Um, uh, our mutual friend Brett reached out to me the other day. He's also a Celtics fan for the record. And he asked me, he said, would would you trade Marcus Smart for Beal right now? And I like anytime I see any trade rumors for the like for someone going to the Celtics and Smart's involved, I shut it down. Like I wouldn't trade Smart for James Harden. I wouldn't trade Smart for a lot of people. Um and, like when the war like I saw rumors that the Warriors wanted to trade the number two pick to the Celtics possibly for Marcus Smart and some assets. I, I didn't want that. I wanted none of it. This is something that I could probably get behind where I would have to see the full deal. But I, I mean, the way Bradley Beal is playing right now, if you put him alongside Tatum and Brown, like, and Tatum and Beal are like childhood friends. They go back. They, oh, they both. Yeah. They're from St. Louis. Right. I yeah. remember I guess with their, uh, their shooting coach drew handle or whatever his name is. I can't remember mm-hmm. the guy, but he worked with his first, his first client was Brad Beal. And then he worked with Tatum because of Beal and was like, yep. he's Tatum gives him a lot of credit for like being so advanced in his scoring game early on. But anyways, keep going. Sorry. No. Yeah. I just, that, that was pretty much it. Like I would just love to see, like, I mean, 
that that's one of the like best big threes in the East, probably the whole league. Um, if if the Celtics could make that happen, I don't even think that this is a possibility. This is kind of just something we were speculating, and it works. I'm sure Beal and the Celtics would be more than happy to make that work. I don't know how happy Marcus Smart would be about it, but <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I mean. Beal is that good that he's probably one of the only guys in this league that I would want to give up Smart for. Yeah, he's he'd be uh, the point is he'd be a game changer for a lot of teams, including probably this team, the Toronto Raptors. Um, oh. I think this is a team that should definitely be trying to get any superstar into town because they're just a mess right now. And it's not even so much as they're like they're in these games, but it just looks like at the end of games they're just falling apart. So what what do you think it what's contributing to this this team who used to be able to be so mentally strong in these situations just looking like they're freaking out during them honestly Yeah I they're lacking something right like that much is clear I like I've been saying this from you know the off season that lo- losing Serge Ibaka is huge and I, I thought that maybe like just on the defensive end and the offense, you know, would would take take a little time to to start clicking again because he is a as great of a shot blocker as Ibaka is a great uh, power forward for an offense as well. He can stretch the floor. He can he he has better passing abilities than people give him credit for. But I mean, I think it's I think they're dealing with a lot more than that. It just it looks like a lack of motivation sometimes out there. And Pascal Siakam is still just proving that, you know, he's not living up to the money that he got and he's not living up to the player that he was when he was playing alongside Kawhi Leonard during that championship run. I mean, they still have like a, a decent core from that championship team. And, and like you said, they just they just look bad this season. They're in games, but then it just something clicks and it looks like they just don't care what the, the final outcome is. Yeah. It's, it's been straight And the, the play of recently has been better. Like they played Portland really close last night in a close loss. Um, this they West played Co- golden state in a one point loss uh, yeah. Sunday night as well. So they're playing these West games close, but they're just, it's something's not clicking late. And I just, it's a uh, Pascal has been extremely disappointing again this year because they gave him, they're giving him a lot of money and he's just not the player. I think they thought he was going to turn into, like you said, um, I don't really know what else they do from that point um, because there's not another guy on this roster with that ability. As much as I love OG, it doesn't look like it's happening for him. If it wasn't going to happen this year, it's not happening for him. Um, and Van Vliet and Lowry can only do so much and Lowry's going to be gone soon, which is why they really should look at making a deal for a Brad Beal and something like that. And they got to make a splash here to make a move like that. I was, I was going to say, I I, found the Toronto Raptors. I'm trading Lowry and Siaka, try to pair someone (laughs) with Van Vliet, the guy that you just gave a whole bunch of money to. Yeah. Um, I mean, Siakam, they, they paid him big too, but he's just, He's not panning out. He's not, he doesn't fit. He's not the, like, he can't be your traditional big. He's just not good enough. We, t- we talked about this on our previous podcast. I think you touched on it. He's not great when he gets double team. He doesn't play strong enough. He can post up guys, but it's usually if a, uh, you know, a smaller wing switches onto him or if he gets a guard one on one, obviously he can post them up. But Pascal just doesn't look great. 
And Kyle Lowry, I mean, he's doing his thing. He's keeping them in games, as we mentioned. He's not really closing games. And I think you could still you could still get some some good stuff in return for a guy like Kyle Lowry. If yeah. you package those two, why not try to go out and get a star like Beal to put alongside Van Fleet? And they'll probably still have a bad season, but at least the future looks a little more bright. At least you can be in those competitive games and maybe win a few if you bring in a superstar who's motivated. So I, I think a, a move just really has to be made for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, it's it's they have they've been just pitiful this season. Yeah, so we'll see what happens that when they get back home. Not even home. That's another thing they've displaced. So that we don't know how much that's affecting them, but it's got to have some mm. sort of effect being in Tampa and not being home in Toronto. But uh, one team we you talked about motivation there. The last team we want to talk about maybe maybe just lacking motivation to even want to play NBA games right now. And uh, this is the Los Angeles Lakers, who disappointing might not be the right word, I guess, that we had on this list. But we want to talk about what why you, you haven't seen what you expected to see from the Lakers this year. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I felt, I felt weird putting them on this list <laughs> and you do have to certainly give the disclaimer because they're, they, they're still the one seed in the West, correct? Yes. I think they are. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, they just, I mean, what was it? The, they're either their first or second game. It was that game where Harold Schroeder, AD and LeBron all combined for like 90-something points. I feel like they've kind of got away from that. I mean, they still probably have one of the best, if not the best, roster in the league. Um, They're obviously not worried about me putting them in this disappointing team's (laughs) conversation. I don't think LeBron's going to come at me on Twitter or anything. But uh, I have them here just because just looking at the box scores, honestly, is is enough for me as of late, at least. I think they've taken some bad bad losses to bad teams. They don't have many losses, but when they do, like just a San Antonio Spurs loss, I feel like you should run away with that. Coming off a championship, um, just having the roster that you do so early in the season, too. I mean, not many injuries. You don't really need to be resting guys right now. And then just some of the wins that they have too are like a two two point win over the Memphis Grizzlies when the Memphis Grizzlies don't have John Morant. And a lot of games scored like under a hundred points, under a hundred five points. You I just assumed that this Lakers team would be scoring more points as well. I mean, I, I this is nitpicky stuff, of course, but they are the one seed in the West. So um I, I guess, you know, people hold them to a higher standard and i think i think we should i don't know you think i'll be too hard on the lakers here no i think it's fine i th- i'm like winning in memphis 94 to 92 barely scraping by is right beating That's the bulls on a, yeah. beating the bulls on a friday night like by two points is ridiculous like some of these games are it, it's that's why I said when we were when I when I said before you started before you started making your point, which I agree with everything you just said about the Lakers too. It's just like they're not they're clearly not interested in a regular season, even though it's it doesn't seem like they should have to even put effort in these games to win. They're really just like not 
locked in like they we think they could be and they're still one of the best teams in the league so I guess what does it say it just says that maybe their heads and shoulders above everybody else and when they're gonna when they lock in or when they're you know clicking at all cylinders it might just be scary for the rest of the league because they're kind of just like you said it just looks lax lackadaisical and somehow they're still eight and three so what I don't think we should I don't think we're expecting too much out of them I just think that this team is really freaking good and they're going to, this is how we thought they were going to start and it's still working out for them. Yeah, I think, and this was a a few games ago. So um, the stat may not be as accurate, but one of my friends who's big into betting on the NBA told me that I think like 90% of Lakers games like hit the under this year which is just like surprising to me. You, you you know, you you think about this Lakers roster, you think about a Lakers game, you're like, oh, I'm going to see points. I'm going to see a lot of points tonight. Um, and I guess that just hasn't been the case. But like you said, maybe they just know that they're head and shoulders above most, if not all teams in the league right now. So they, they have that luxury where they can kind of take it easy towards the beginning of the season. They're fresh off a championship, maybe instead of, being super motivated now and showing teams right away that they're the champs. Maybe they're doing their thing. And LeBron James is in year 18. Uh, so yeah, he's, so he might just be chilling. <laughs> yeah. He does. He certainly deserves some rest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that I'm worried about the Lakers that they will be in the conference finals. I'm, I, I'm pretty certain of that. And they're going to start winning games. It just, I figured that people probably were seeing the same things that I was. So that's, that's why they made this list for me. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, uh, the expectations are so high for them at all the time. They just, that's, that's what you get with a LeBron led team though. That's like, this is the, this is the pressure cooker that you get put in, but they're going to be there. They'll be fine too. Um, but that's it. We got for these teams. Um, that's so that's it we really got for the pod here today what else we've got this week coming up we've got we're gonna have revisit our futures uh later in the week see how we're doing on those i feel like we've made a couple picks that were bad i haven't looked back at them yet but there's got to be <laughs> something that that doesn't look great for us uh you got I'm anything sure else fucked up somewhere exactly uh <laughs> you got anything else here Donnie? no uh like you said later in the week we got we got a new pod drop in and expect in the next few episodes to see some guests and uh, possibly a big one coming in the next few days. We don't, we don't, uh, or not the next few days, but next week sometime there will there will be a big guest on the pod. Don't want to have any spoilers just yet, but you know, kind of, we kind of just hope that the NBA can start to figure it out and maybe postponing less games and start to play a little more and keep keep the players safe because we we want as much nba action as possible as i'm sure you guys do um but you guys know the deal follow us on twitter at happy hour hoops one that's also our instagram follow train wreck sports on all social media without the o in sports and uh yeah keep checking out our stuff we still love and appreciate all the support we're getting So keep it up, guys, and we will see you next time. Go.